RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. What is up? Hi, everyone. Yeah, I see you. Thank you. My name is Tara Devlin. What's up? We are doing a Tara Buster a little early. I wasn't able to do a Tara Buster on Tuesday or Wednesday, so I... Want to do it as many? I want to do it as many times. I mean, that's what she said, right? What do I say that? My name. Oh yeah, I just go right to that. My name is Tara Devlin. Sort of like a hiccup in my brain when I. It's like also I have a couple of other verbal tics that you might find annoying. Eh, whatever. We all do. So this is unapologetic liberal talk. I want to do the show before tonight because tonight is the last debate i plan on watching it we're not going to live stream it because last time you guys know what happened we got put in the doghouse because apparently cbs owns democratic discourse in this country that's where it's gone and i was i was hit with a copyright strike and they put the youtube channel in uh, limbo for a week so we don't want to have have that happen again because that sucks so we're not able to record on YouTube and yeah it blows it kind of cuts right into everything we're trying to do so what else I but I also want to do a show because we need to this is the real liberal media we don't have many choices out there. If you're a real liberal, if you're meaning if you're a patriot, if you're a real Democrat, a real American, whatever. Uh, some people are like, well, you say real and they say they're real. Um, that's why I'm here to explain it. We don't just say, oh, they're not patriots. We bring the receipts. We bring uh, the understanding of what we're trying to do here in the constitutionally limited democratic republic what this thing is supposed to be what america is supposed to be yes it was founded by a bunch of white supremacists misogynists hypocrites racists of course but they were inspired by some uh, by the enlightenment by the enlightenment thinkers and the more we bring well here comes tara jr jr before and the more that we actualize that vision for everyone, not just straight white landowning males. Hi, Terry Junior Junior. The more um, the right wingers can't handle it. They can pretend to love democracy when it's it's them at the at the seat of the at the not the seat. When it's them in the goddamn catbird seat. When they just can't handle it. When they, they, that is why they're trying to dismantle democracy. Because the kind of democracy that they have when we don't have um, a true democratic republic where people are blocked from participating in the franchise that kind of democracy isn't a real democracy. So we're really actualizing the 
the patriotic vision of what this country is supposed to be, why it is. You know what? You know what really gets on my nerves? That statement. I don't know how many times I've heard it throughout my life. The shining city on a hill. If I have to hear that we are a shining city on the hill, any any other one more time, but please, I'm gonna vomit. The shining city on a hill. Shut the f up. We're not shining. We're a disgrace. We're a di- goddamn. Uh, that's how the rest of the world looks at us. Do you think that New Zealand, one of the happiest places on earth, looks at us and's like, "Give me what they have"? Absolutely not. They're looking at us, and so do the uh, authoritarian dictators all over the world. They look at us as ex- as the case in point to tell their their um, their people, "Hey, look." Democracy doesn't work. Look it over there. You really want what they have? No. Nobody wants what we have. Nowhere on this planet are people saying, let's be like the United States. And it's heartbreaking. Because there was a time that that was true. When I always, when I talk about how I wish my grandmother never came here, but she came here at a different time. How could she have known? She came here when FDR was, well, it was at the end of the first Republican Great Depression. That's what happened. They lost their money in the Great Depression, my grandparents. I think I told you the story. I, I could have been rich. I might not have had to sit here and ask you to be a patron every other minute. If not for the filthy Republican Great Depression, the first Republican Great Depression in so, but that's what happened. My grandparents came here. They ended up getting hooked into some, I don't know, some bullshit. They weren't like, you know, like, just like Trump, they were not good at business, I suppose. And they lost all their money. So there you go. And then, look, I'm putting on my gloves. I'm putting the gloves on. I don't know. I kind of like them. Because I have my, um, what do you call it, Bother- it's, it's bothering me, rubbing against the, the surface over and over and over on the, well, whatever, I'm, I'm sounding like Giuliani, rubbing against the surface again and again and again. We'll get to that. All right, before, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, let me finish the thought. My grandparents came here they lost all their money in the great depression because i don't know they got hooked into some bullshit deal i have no idea i don't know the whole story in fact i didn't even know that my grandparents were rich until my cousin told me like you know when i was younger i always had the impression i thought that they came over here with the huddled masses but my cousin was like you know, grandma came over here first class. What are you talking about? So I had no idea. My grandmother lived in a giant mansion in Ireland and had governesses. And she's, they said that the house was so big that the allied officers in World War One had used it as some kind of billeting post. So this is, which is what they used to do. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? 
my grand... I could be rich right now? This is bullshit. And even if I was rich, I would still be doing this show. Because you don't have to be rich or poor or somewhere in between to understand. And if you have an understand, if you have a decent heart, if you have uh, um, human DNA that is not a waste, you understand what we're dealing with right now. And how heartbreaking it is to watch it all slip away. Not only heartbreaking, frustrating, and it could be predicted. You don't have to be a goddamn Miss Cleo to predict the end of the story if we keep going down this path. Yeah, we we won't have a functioning democracy. This is where it's going. Wait until Election Day. What are we, first of all, what are we going to do when Twitler declares victory? Because that's what he's going to do. He's been saying this all along. Don't be surprised. He's, I'm not telling you this. He's telling you this. He will declare victory and call the election. It It will go to the courts. He will sue. And that's why they want Amy Coney bitch face on the, on the bench. Another illegitimate Supreme Court justice. For the third Twitler, this freak, this filthy, disgusting, tax-cheating, draft-dodging freak, dictator-envying sexual predator with a fake university, a fake vitamin scam, shitty businesses that failed, fake invoices, the single biggest American taxpayer loser. Him? He's going to pick three Supreme Court justices that will not affect, I mean, my life is half over. It's going to affect many lives to come. Lives that aren't even born yet. He's going to have a say in the kind of country they live in. What kind of a... This is why I always say, you know, it's we know what Twitler is. We know that he's a tax-cheating con man and a draft dodger and a dictator and being sexual predator with a fake university and a vitamin scan. We understand this. But what's wrong with us? Why do we let it continue? And that's a whole other pathology. I think it has to do with human denial that we don't want to face the facts. That we are in the last days of the American Republic and that republics aren't a given. You can't just... You have to participate. And they also require people to understand what a republic is and... Um, how to protect it, how to cultivate it. And, yeah, but we haven't done that, have we? We're too busy being, well, lied to. Like, for example, today I was looking at Twitter, as I often do. Tara Jr., you know, I love Tara Jr. Jr. Everybody knows this. There is no, it's not a mystery, but... I don't love that he lays on my keyboard all the time. Because it makes it hard. Look. Look what I'm... Look. See? Look at this. 
It makes it hard to function with a cat. On look at him. He's on a diet. Look at this fatness. Oh my god. What am I gonna do with you? What am I gonna do? Look, show everybody your belly. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. Should I bite you or should I? Okay. Okay. I'll lick you. I'll lick it. Because you know, he knows. Oh no, he wants to. He changed his mind. He will bite. <laughs> all right. I won't. I'll leave you alone then. Stop. Oh, you little bastard. All right. I'm not, I'm taking my hands away. He's all. What's wrong with you, weirdo? Give me my hand back. Such a weirdo. <laughs> I wonder what's going on in his mind. He's like. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Are you upset? The whole freaking house is in an uproar because of Ray, the little kitten. It's so annoying. I want them all to get along already. It's just like, come on. Just get over it. But I understand. They're like Republicans in that way. <laughs> Simple. But un uh, intransient. <laughs> What is wrong with you, you cranky bastard? But, uh, yeah, I, I live in a house of hisses now. The two cats walk around constantly hissing. And little Ray, he's trying to get along with them. He goes over, he walks over to them. and But I, I have them separate. They, they know of each other. I have a screen. I, it, the whole house is a mess, I have to tell you. There's a screen, there's a curtain, everybody is trying to get a whiff of each other. So annoying, hissing, constant hissing and growling. This one walks around like a grumpy old man, like... <laughs> well, 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 it's not like you're not getting fed, bud. Look at you. This cat's got to get in shape for the revolution. All right, I'm gonna have to put you down because I need the keyboard, you know? I know. He'll be back. He'll be back. He will. You can't keep him down. I'm trying to find, I'm sorry guys. I'm trying to find my, the fucking thing that makes the camera focus. Where is it? Why is it doing this? I, I took, I turned off the autofocus, thanks to Ron Placone, who told me that it, it exists. But it still kind of does it. Not as bad as it used to be. All right, let's get into it. Thanks for hanging out. Oh, my God, I'm looking at the Super Chats are coming in like a mile a minute. Thank you, guys. Thank you, JD, Super Chat in pounds, you lucky bastard. God, what's it like? To look out from the outside in on this chaos. Oh, and the reason I brought up my grandparents was not to talk about them being rich and then losing their money, but saying that how could they have known? They were here when, well, at the end of the first Republican Great Depression, but they could not, how 
could they have predicted how bad it could have it it was going to get with these filthy fascists and then they lived in a country that had uh, that elected FDR four times in a row in four landslides so it looked like we were on our way up <sighs> so Thank you, Tara, for doing the show. Thank you, Shannon, for your super chat. Thank you, Deborah, for your super chat. And thank you, Lori. Thank you for your super chat. Keep up the good work. We need your voice, Tara. Thank you, Lori. And I need you, too. So thanks for hanging out. So we'll probably do a show until, like, 8, I'm thinking. It goes by quick. All right, so let's get into it enough of this shit. I, I can't believe it's been 20 effing minutes already of me. What am I saying? Nothing. So I'm just talking about my grandparents. My cat is my old, uh, is trying to abuse me. And that's it. Isn't, wouldn't that be nice? That's like a normal life in a way. We just talk about things that are going on and don't have to worry about this fascist giant toddler. But, yeah, not alas. So I watched the Leslie Stahl interview. Oh, before, I'm sorry. Okay, become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Boom, thank you. Okay, uh, I watched the Leslie Stahl interview. I don't know if you guys watched it. It's unbearable. He released it because he wanted everybody to see what a victim he is. The poor, poor dear. How does he d endure? I mean, it's so... Uh, the whole world is so mean to him. And Leslie Stahl, what does he have? You see how he's, the way he speaks to women, of course. He doesn't like women challenging him. Well, he doesn't like anybody challenging him, especially women. But she didn't say anything. All he kept saying, every time she asked him a question, and he would lie, and she would say, well, that's not true. We have the greatest economy. No, well, that's not true. He do we don't have the greatest economy. We also have something called math. So we can see the numbers. Oh, the stock market's through. He has his pat talking points. Unfortunately, the stock market isn't the economy. So not that it matters because to them, as long as the rich are getting richer, and that's the only thing he's done, is he took something, he took this rapaciously greedy 1% and shoveled more money down their, their gullets. More of our money. More of the profits that we made possible. Nobody gets rich on their own. Remember when the right-wingers, well, this is what they do. They lost their mind because, well, mind. I, I say that, advise, mind. They have one mind. They lost, don't, they didn't lose their minds. They lost their mind. You get it? Because this is a cult. They don't think. They're not thinking differently. There's nothing new about them. They're the oldest, most, I mean, that's why I'm like, let's send them 
back to the dung heap of history where they belong and where they're comfortable. They're not comfortable in modern society. You see what they're doing? Look at Amy Coney Barrett. Is she comfortable in modern society? She couldn't even admit during her bullshit hearing, my ass, a hearing. Come on. What a cushy bunch of takers these people are. Grifters who can't really play by the rules. You know what I mean? This is what makes me so sick with them. All you got to do is say what they want you to say, and they give you a lifetime position on a bench. Just be a, an ideologue who doesn't give a shit about American democracy, give a shit about unity, e pluribus unum, doesn't give a shit about the majority of the American people, you know, because Amy Coney Barrett knows better than us, you see? You know how Republicans are always talking about how they're, oh, they think they know better, these elitists. No, that's because they think they know better. Nobody is going into their towns and saying to them, you got to get a gay marriage. You, honey, get gay married. No, nobody is telling them. We're just, we just want them to leave us the F alone. And, and nobody's telling them to get an abortion either. If you don't, what, what Roe v. Wade is about is privacy. That's how it was decided. And this is, I'm 100% in agreement with Mike Malloy, and he talks about this a lot, that it should not be called pro-choice. It should be pro-privacy. That's how it should be framed, because that's how Roe v. Wade was decided, that we, even women, even women human beings have the autonomy, have the right to privacy in their doctor's office, to make private decisions about their lives and their bodies. That's what it was about. Not about choosing or not. Choosing an abortion. Choosing, just get your filthy Republican nose out of our doctor's offices. Get your filthy Amy Coney Barrett nose out of our friggin' doctor's office, right? Freedom, that's what freedom is. Not free D-U-M-B, but F-R-E-E-D-O-M. That's freedom, not freedom. So they don't seem to understand that. And Amy Coney Barrett couldn't even, she couldn't even admit that in her, when, in her fake confirmation hearing. They asked her, what did she think about the, 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 you know, privacy? I'm trying to talk. She couldn't concede or, or agree that, yeah, it's a, that the American people have a fundamental right to privacy. That's because Amy Coney Barrett bitch thinks she knows better than you and we know this by her past performance if past performance is indicative of future results we know what she's up to she wants to stick her filthy fascist corporatist and that's what fascism is republican misogynist 
filthy, disgusting, greedy, kiss-up, kick-down nose, fake-ass Christian nose in our doctor's office and tell us what we need to do. Now, should they, whether we should have a child? I mean, we know that um, Republicans are, they, they make me sick in every way, shape, and form. And they make, and I, and I don't mean that figuratively. They make this whole country sick. They make the world sick, literally. So we know how sick Republicans are, with uh, especially when it comes to women. Do you think that if a man, um, but, well, as the old saying goes, if men got abortions, it would be a sacrament. Yeah, so, and that is the truth. But would there ever be a law? And this is something that I think it was um, Kamala Harris. You know, Kamala Harris. And these sons of bitches. Everything in my mind when I think about them. It's all, I, I can't. Everything they do is offensive and needs to be in history's trash heap. Like when I said Kamala Harris's name, I'm thinking about that f- disgusting Republican moron who sits on the Judiciary Committee with her, who couldn't pronounce her name for the dupes and the rubes and the racists in the Trump Anzi Nuremberg rally. Ha 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 ha. Hey, isn't that funny? Hey, she's got a funny name like uh, like Barack Hussein Obama. It's just a funny name. It sounds so foreign. It sounds so uh, black. It has something it's dark. It's got darker pigment around it or something. It's making me weirdy and scared. Oh, no, but we're not racist. We're not racist. We're just beat. They're they're not even beating. uh, They're not blowing a dog whistle. Oh, no, we're not racist. We love everybody. We we know everybody. Why would we be racist? We just want everybody in their place. That's all. Each one, you know, um, separate but equal. Fuckers. Um, So... God damn it. What was I saying? She couldn't even say, oh, yeah, what I was saying about um, Amy Coney Barrett, because she she couldn't agree that human, adult human beings have the right to privacy in this country because she doesn't believe that. She wants to stick her fake-ass religious zealot nose into everybody's business. So, the, for example, I mean, we know how disgusting Republicans are with, uh, they, there is nothing more offensive than the fact that they require, and so where is it, it might even be in Illinois, because that's why she was a judge, she, she okayed a lot of Mike Pence's, um, most egregious attacks on gays and women and, Anybody who's not a rich white man. So, let me see. Illinois. Um, let me see. Okay. One of the things that they do is uh, Amy Coney Barrett, she, she presided over a case where they, um, the fetal remains bill, where you ha- they, 
Mike Pence and the Republicans passed a law that women who had a miscarriage or an abortion had to have a funeral for the fetal remains. So adding um, further trauma onto trauma into a woman's... I mean, how effing dare you? And Amy Coney Barrett, she presided over the case, and she said, oh, yeah, that's cool. Have a funeral for your miscarriage because as because you're a woman, you son of a bitch. Don't you get that? You're a woman. And really what this is about, ultimately, they don't give a shit. Maybe personally she cares. I don't know, whatever her feelings might. Obviously, she's a zealot. But if she really cared, and, and Mike Pence too, he's just the closet case. If they really cared about babies and making this a decent society, uh, so women who find themselves pregnant by accident or whatever, whatever, they, um, the numbers of abortion go down. The abortion rate goes down because there's a, there's a safety net. There is a humane society out here. Well, not just the humane society but that I'm a member of, but you know what I mean. There is a, there, um, there's education. There are living wages. There are, there's health care. There's not, you're, you're not working your three uniquely American low-paying jobs, and then all of a sudden, there's another unexpected Mouth to feed? Who knows? And then there are so many other reasons why human, human beings may not want to carry a pregnancy to term. And that's none of our effing business. That is what the friggin' Roe v. Wade law is about. It's not us. It's not our job to stick our f- noses into everybody's business. Let, let the people make their decision. But if we had um, a decent society that, may, that set up, that cultivated the, the culture of life, we would have a lower abortion rate. And that is just the fact. So let me see. Let this, you know, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Fetal remains. Uh, Amy. Tony Barrett, bitch. Unreal. Yep, there it is. And thank you, Jim, for your super chat. She's such a bitch. Not me. Well, me, maybe, yes. But Amy Coney Barrett. I didn't really um, plan on talking about her. It just kind of came up. Uh, and then I wanted to bring the receipts. But we're going to go on to Twitter in a minute. Yeah, Barrett joined the, where is this? The part of the opinion on the fetal remains law. Many states have laws that prescribe how animal. Oh, is, this is her voice. Her voice is like a rake on a chalkboard, too. Many, Barrett says, many states have, have laws. 
that prescribe how animals' remains can be handled. Well, do the states have laws that say you gotta, I don't know, put your animal, your, your, your animal who's passed away in a pet cemetery? Yeah. Yeah, there's usually laws. Don't bury your, uh, don't, don't throw your dead cat on the side of the highway, I would imagine. That's probably some of the laws. Because we live in a pretty backward-ass country. People do the most disgusting things, especially to animals. Many states have laws that prescribe, this is how she justified it. How animal remains must be handled. Well, unfortunately, you know what you're doing, Amy Coney Barrett. Unreal. The panel has held invalid a statute that would sus be sustained had it concerned the remains of cats or gerbils. Oh, God. These fuckers. Is that your convenient co um, conflation? Of course, if there was some uh, law against cats or gerbils, or so, you know what side Amy Coney Barrett would side against. Of course. If, if some corporate bankster or whatever, if one of her rich friends could make a buck uh, chopping off the heads of gerbils and serving them to the poor, you know what side... Or whatever. Oh, here's some, uh, you're a delicate, making a delicacy out of kitten eyes or something. You know what side Amy Coney Barrett would come down on. She doesn't give a shit about anything but money, power, and control, obviously. The, the, it's the hypocrisy that is so uh, abhorrent. If they were... If she really was, if they really were about life, if this really were a culture of life, do you understand? If that were the case, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have half the problems that we do with the Republicans if they truly were about life and Jesus. Now, I don't, you know, I'm not into Jesus, as you know, even though I was raised Catholic by a nun and a garbage man, you would think, but I'm not into Jesus, okay? But if, if that's what you like, fine. But if they were into Jesus, as much as they proclaim, they say they are, we wouldn't have these problems, you know what I mean? We wouldn't have such rapacious income disparity and upward immobility. We wouldn't... I know a little something about Jesus. Having been raised Catholic ha by a nun and a garbage man, so I know a little bit something in this... You know, I still have many of my relatives, of course. They practice Catholicism and... I had to go to Bible study. and uh, So I read a little bit. I know a little bit about what Jesus said. And I know he said a lot of things about the rich and greed and selfishness. But 
He didn't say a whole lot of things about gays or or nothing about abortion either, I have to tell you, because women have been having abortions for ever. So, God, these people. All right, well, I when I was saying, oh, how did I get on that? Yeah, we were talking about Twitler t- talking to Leslie Stahl. Oh, my God. I'm looking at Facebook. Hold on. I'm just on my own Facebook page. Hold on a second. I'm looking um, for some reason. Of course, a friend of mine. Well, it's not really a friend. I'm look. I guess Facebook puts their comments at the top. People that I know, they put their. Because this person that I know, who's a friend on Facebook, I know him. I can't really tell you where I know him from, but if you know why. <laughs> I'm saying that you will know where you, where I know him from. <laughs> I know it's a little cryptic, but let's say uh it's it would be not um it would be breaking one of the traditions. Hey. To tell you where I know this person from. You know what I'm saying? So, I can't say more. Say no more. And uh he's writing <laughs> On on this, because uh, Donald J. Trump posted the si- the 60 Minutes interview because he wants everybody to see what a victim he is. If I release the full unedited thing, the 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 whole disgraceful debacle, everybody will see how put upon I am, what a victim I am. And when I went to the page, I saw that this person is writing. Obviously, he's a Trump and it's unfortunate. But it doesn't surprise me. Knowing this person, knowing who he is, and not and how, I hate to say, I'm sure he's not listening to the show. Who cares if he is? And if he is, I need you to hear this. Not too swift. Not too smart. She's blaming you for the virus and is on the attack toward your campaign, totally biased against you, trying to get you to say something to use as a sound. But this is what he's writing, this person that I know. She doesn't care about you, this reporter, but only about her job and ratings, being politically correct in media. What is this? This is like a right-winger's mad libs in media. Now overrun by Democratic, rich, liberal, socialist, of course... Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, guess who's on all kinds of socialist security, disability, you know, okay? Another one. This person. I know all about him. Okay? I'm so sick of these right-wingers. Now, I, 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 this person ri- talking about socialists? You wouldn't be alive, son of a bitch, without socialism, without liberals. Oh, honey, what happened? What happened? Get up here. He just tried to jump and he hit his head. Come up. Junior, why are you scaring your mama? Oh, my God. Stay cool, Don. Don't let her break you from being positive toward what direction we are all headed under your administration? I can't take it. People actually believe this fucking idiot. All right, let's play. 
I, it's shocking, but it's not shocking when I know who the people who are believing the fucking idiot. That doesn't shock me, but it still kind of does shock me now that I'm kind of checking in on my feelings a little more. It is shocking. How stupid, how many stupid people we live amongst. There's a, they're legion. All right, Junior, that's the cat hitting the microphone, everybody, if you're listening on the podcast. There's a new, and we're going to have new, and it's going to be... Why? Oh, it's the, the, the microphone, whatever recording he has isn't the real recording. It isn't the... Um, official recording i guess because um the mic none of you're not getting the audio from the microphone they're recording the audio from the room so be very good and it's going to keep saying that's why it sounds like that and so people with pre-existing we've come up with many plans Leslie, and we have they're already in existence he's so full of shit i'll tell you what right here he's talking about obamacare how and she's like you've had so many years you're in court right now trying to overturn it what do you have to replace it you keep saying you're going to replace it we, we we will and she mentions that you say you're going to replace it and it's coming in two weeks how many fucking times are we going to go down that rabbit hole you say you're going to replace it and it's coming in two how many things are coming in two weeks everything's in two weeks and i'm so sick of it even people like Leslie Stahl, she's trying as much as she can. She, they have to, they're trying to be objective. Now, we see the, or to be, um, I don't know, what's the word? They, okay, we've all experienced this whole country, the whole world, because of this, this effing con man. We're suffering from PTSD. Twitler. His, tra- his strategy for tonight, and mark my words, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's saying this. His strategy, he's already been saying it, so it's nothing, you know, re- it's no revelation. But it's to say um, how unfair everyone is. Everyone's picking on him. They're not asking Joe Biden questions. It's just so unfair. So, but this is the thing. I can't stand the press because he keeps saying that. He's priming the pump constantly. Constantly getting them to alter what they're doing. And that's the whole strategy. So they have to walk on eggshells with him. And then they are reluctant. For example, let me show you one here. Let me see. When I was getting ready for the show and I was looking at Twitter, see what was coming in. Because it comes in like a mile a minute every effing day, as you know. So I saw this tweet from, here it is, from CNN. Oh, that's the ad. Okay, it'll be over in a minute. So CNN, they interviewed Connie Chung. All right. So they're 
headline that they pull out of the interview is, my husband and I used to see him at golf tournaments. He absolutely refused to acknowledge that I was physically there as if I were invisible. It was remarkable. But I remarked, because as I was listening... Because we are going to see changes. Opposite mics muted during each candidate's two-minute answer. The rebuttals will be duly mic'd. How do you think this is going to go down? Oh, God. That was Tara Jr. He did that. He, he hit the damn thing. You know, this, this presidency has been incredibly unpredictable, as you, as you well know. So it, I cannot imagine that it, there isn't going to be some uh, disruption. Um, because that's that's who President Trump is. He uh, he likes to filibuster. He likes to uh, dominate a conversation. And uh, once each person has his or two minutes, I'm sure you'll be able to hear the other person off mic a bit. Um, in other words, if if uh, I am President Trump and Joe Biden starts to interrupt me, you see that very subtle. Here, let's play it again. In other words, if if uh, I am President Trump and Joe Biden starts to interrupt me. Excuse me? That's the example you pull out of the air. If I am President Trump and Joe Biden starts to interrupt me. What? Now you tell me if Joe Biden were debating in the last debate, if he were debating a normal candidate, a, a not a con man an actual human being, not a waste of human DNA. Would there be, would the uh, Commission of Pre- on Presidential Debates have changed the rules to change the microphones so they can mute the other person during the other person's question? No, it wouldn't even be a thing. So why is she using the if I am President Trump and Joe Biden starts to interrupt me, this is what I'm talking about. It subtly seeps into our um, tra- our trauma. This is post-traumatic stress disorder. It, it actually is. Connie Chung chooses she chooses to say, if I'm President Trump and Joe Biden starts to interrupt me. Because she's afraid, whether she likes it or not, likes to admit it or not, that she's going to be attacked by Twitler or all of his dum-dums, all of the Nuremberg rally dupes and the idiots and the freaks and the flying monkeys and the whiners and the liars, all of them. They're going to start crying bias, unfair. No, see, she said... No, we have eyes. Twitler, he, he, he's the one. And Joe Biden, for, in my opinion, I saw this debate, you did too. He was remarkably restrained. I wouldn't have been as restrained. He wasn't, uh, in fact, to my frustration, he was a little bit too restrained for my like. I would have said, shut your filthy face. Or, or as, well, maybe not, uh, if you have to always think, but what he should have said 
in my opinion, is that he should have, instead of laughing at Twitler, and we discussed this before, he should have just looked at him and looked at the American people and said, look at this. Look at these antics. Aren't you tired of this? This is not normal. This is a an adult human being over here behaving like this. This isn't normal. This is embarrassing. So now what Connie Chung just did, whether she realizes it or not, is she gave the impression as something that I've been hearing in the corporate media over and over after the debate from the idiots that they interviewed. They got to shove a mic in some everybody's face. Oh, you're on the you're undecided. Let me. Um, wh- what do you think of the debate? You're undecided. Let's get all the undecideds here, and they're they'll spread this bullshit that both of them were interrupting each other. That's not what happened. Now, if the party of personal responsibility ever took responsibility for their behavior. Of course not. If they ever did, I would effing faint. I really would. I would be shocked. They still haven't taken responsibility. So, frankly, give credit where credit is due. And here's the part of the problem. I don't give a shit. It is a given that the filthy, disgusting, right-wing fascist freaks who hate America will decry and whine and say fake news and everything is unfair. That doesn't change the truth. That doesn't change reality. We have a duty to call them out. They've been able to be as successful as they are. And they have. Look, look at what they've done. They have a con man in the White House, despite receiving fewer votes. They have an entire Senate in their control, despite receiving fewer votes. They have a Supreme Court being packed, despite receiving fewer votes. And representing fewer people. And representing a minority opinion of, this, of the way the country should go. So what they're doing is what these, um, what these, what the media, what the corporate media should do, or what, I mean, really, what they're doing on, um, according to right-wingers, oh, it's all fake. Fake and lies. Oh, everything is so mean and they're so put upon. Who cares? It's, so, it's sort of like how what, well, I don't really often quote Pete Buttigieg because he's another one, but he did say, uh, and I agree, that who cares if they call us socialists? They're going to do it anyway, regardless of what we do. They're going to call us socialists. Who cares? Why should that affect us? Why should... We have the truth, justice, the American way on our side. And the media, the corporate media, of course, you know, I keep saying, I wish they would, uh, whatever, they, they've totally fallen down on the job. We know that. Well, that's the nature of the corporate media. 
What else are they going to do? There, whatever happens, win or lose, if Twitler wins despite receiving fewer votes, they win. If Joe Biden wins in an overwhelming landslide, which is what it's going to have to take, because Democrats have to overwhelm the vote to win the majority. This is what, how rigged the thing is. Say it. Say the truth. Um, uh, it's flabbergasting. That's why I ask everyone to become patrons and to support the liberal media because we have to get this word out. Enough. It has to be to the point, we got to get to the point where nobody, nobody cares what happens on CNN or MSNBC or whatever. They're not watching it. That's where it has to go. And then maybe we have a shot. We also have to get to the point well i mean we have such our our work is so cut out for us the republicans the corporatists and not just you know not just the republicans when it comes to destroying this country and turning it into a corporatist fascist state with a con man standard bearer there are there's plenty of blame to go around on the democratic side too so we get that it's really about corporatism. I just something was just binging at me, so that's why. Anyway, that really annoyed the hell out of me. If if I'm President Trump, like for example, if I'm President Trump and Joe Biden starts to interrupt me, shut your effing. When the hell did that happen? When did that happen? Oh, look at this. Just in from the hill. North Carolina man arrested with a van full of guns and explosives had plans to assassinate Joe Biden. A lot of right-wing freaks being activated by their stochastic terrorist-in-chief. Don't you think? A North Carolina man, this is from the hill, who was just indicted wait hold on where is this oh thank you haku welcome welcome haku (laughs) haku is in the house so and he's your moderator so be everybody look busy where is this all right junior i love my cat okay but but you know what I don't like? Let me talk to you for a second. I don't like when you push push me. He sits there pushing me too. He lays on the keyboard and then he pushes on my stomach. You like that? Would you like being pushed? Nobody likes being pushed, Terry Jr. Jr. I don't know what the hell that's. He's just pushing, you know, how they, but he's pushing me. Why? A North Carolina man who was indicted last month on charges of child pornography also had plans to commit a mass shooting during the holidays and assassinate Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden. Wow. They certainly do attract a lot of winners in the Republican Party. This is what they do. They compi- They completely, it's another example of how much 
they hate this country. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me explain. Oh, they don't, they're not, are they responsible for this young man? For what he, what he was trying to do or had a plan to do? Absolutely. Absolutely. Not only do they fight any attempt to create a more perfect union in the way of ensuring that everybody has health care, including mental health care. So they make us live in this country where millions of our fellow Americans have no health care. They don't go to a doctor. Not only that, they don't go to a shrink. They don't get the mental health that they need. And we have to live with the consequences of that. It all comes back. Every, every filthy, disgusting Republican policy always comes home to roost. We have to feel it. We live in the consequences of their greed and, ang- and, and their uh, indifference. Well, anger too, I guess. It's, not, it's greed. It really comes down to greed. The greed of the 1%. Everything else can be attached to it somehow. So we have to live in that society with people who don't have any access to, or don't, I hate that, access to. They don't have any health care, even if they wanted to get help. They couldn't. And we live in a country where, because of the upward immobility and income disparity, people are stressed out to the gills. So there's a, there are consequences to that of the fact that what kind of um, relationships do we have when, when you're working three uniquely American low-paying jobs? If you're the mother of a child like this that needs help, I don't know this, the background of this kid right now. He's 19 years old. He's not a kid. But let's say you're working your three uniquely American jobs Like, for example, one of these filthy Republicans in there, (laughs) as they always do in their, one of their, um, during their stupid, uh, not the Nuremberg rally, the main Nuremberg rally, the, um, you know, their convention, there were, one of them was saying how their mother worked three jobs and blah, blah, blah. They were always boasting how everybody's working three jobs. That's such a great thing. No, that's a failure. When did working three jobs be something that you boast about at your convention? You should be embarrassed. My mother worked three jobs. Really? In this, the richest country on earth, you had to, she, she had to work three jobs? Why? One job wasn't enough? Why is that? Is that because your mother is a lazy bitch or um, an incompetent bitch? Or is it that she lives in a society that's rigged against her? Where even though it's the richest country on earth and corporations are reaping record profits, the working class is now the working poor. And we don't even, we couldn't even dream of coming close to the kind of standard of living that we had during the great prosperity. So we got to get out of that bullshit too. Thinking that, or boasting? Whenever somebody boasts, 
we got to get to the point when, 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 these, when these Republicans, and even Democrats, if they do it, talk about, oh, my father or my mother worked three jobs. Ain't that unique? Ain't that great? Like George W. Bush said, uniquely American, ain't it? We should be appalled, and they should be ashamed. They shouldn't, they shouldn't even want to let the cat out of the bag in that sense. They should be embarrassed to say something like that. But anyway, um, the point is that what kind of relationships... It all affects, everything affects everyone else. That's the nature of humanity. We are all connected. We're interdependent. So when you have a civilization where people are stressed to the gills, they can't get health care, some people are sick and dying, others are unable to go to a doctor, others are begging on GoFundMe, others are trying to get a job in this third Republican Great Depression in 100 years, and again, over and over, and between their job, they got their DoorDash and their side hustle and their Uber or whatever the hell. What, how, um, how can you have a decent, happy life in that scenario where everybody's stressed out and working? You can't do the things together. You can't have that connection and relationships. So if you had a son that was mentally ill and maybe you had the, um, the notion to get him some help, who knows if you could? You might not be able to afford it. Or maybe you wouldn't even notice because you're too damn tired. Because when you're back from your second uniquely American low-paying job, you got to take a nap. You can't do anything else except lay there and stunned. That's as, that is a, uh, that's the failure of government. It is the failure of our society. We should be embarrassed. Do you think they're doing that in, in the happiest places on earth? You think that the happiest places on earth are happy because they're working three jobs, can't get health care? They're free. They got freedom. They can walk around in a Walmart with an M16. That's freedom. You see? Jesus Christ, we're sick here. So, a federal grand jury indicted 19-year-old Alexander Hillel Treesman, who also used the alias Alexander S. Thesis in September on charges of knowingly possessing an image that contained child pornography. When authorities investigated Treesman's electronic devices, they discovered a bounty of disturbing information. Well, isn't that a descriptor that can apply to every Republican computer, I would imagine? A bounty of disturbing information? Oh, <laughs> you know what? I'll get to this in a second. Oh, my God. Wait, I have to write it down so I don't forget. Okay, hold on. Found among Treesman's social media accounts and devices were images of various firearms he owned, plans to commit a mass shooting on Christmas or Black Friday, references to child pornography and child rape, and multiple internet searches about Biden's home. 
Along with this information, authorities learned that he had purchased an AR-15 in New Hampshire and traveled to a Wendy's within four miles within four miles of Biden's home. He had also written a checklist ending with execute under one of his social media accounts. And he had posted a meme with the caption, should I kill Joe Biden? You sick, sick bastards. No, it's not a coincidence that all these freaks are running around trying to kidnap Democratic representatives, sending pipe bombs to media organizations. This is not... Oh, oh yeah, remember that? That would have been a major scandal when dem- major top Democratic Party officials and media, media organizations were sent pipe bombs. Anybody remember that? Anybody remember laughter? Yeah. Thank you, Errol Thomas, for your super chat. Tara Jr. Jr. 2020. <laughs> I know. I wish. And Ray for Attorney General. Let's see. Evidence gathered seemed to suggest Treisman had made tentative plans to leave the country at one point with a doctored Polish passport. Yeah, nobody would notice that. Well, the mentally ill. <laughs> Jim says, Jim on the chat, Ray 2024. Exactly. <laughs> I should make a little graphic with that. Ray 2020. He's still, I know, he's still too young. He's got to get some experience. Look at this cat. Let me see. I don't want to move my arm because he's using it. Look at this cat. He's using it. What is that? My cat is, I mean, my arm is not an object, Tara Jr. Jr. Just an object to be needed, like a piece of meat. All right. According to a court order obtained by WVTV in May, a white van parked in a local bank's parking lot was reported by the bank's employees to the police. The officers had the van towed and during a search of the vehicle discovered several firearms along with explosive materials, drawing of swastikas and more than $500,000. And my grandparents had to lose their money. $500,000 believed to be Treesman's inheritance. Son of a bitch. The Kannapolis Police Department returned to the bank when Treesman showed up and inquired about the whereabouts of the van. Treesman was taken into custody on charges of carrying a concealed weapon. In the car he used to drive to the bank, authorities discovered more firearms as well as multiple state IDs one of which had his alias, Alexander Thesis. Treisman had no prior criminal history, but in his ruling, the court said it concludes that a record, that the record establishes by clear and convincing evidence that no combination of available release conditions would reasonably assure the safety of the community. Well, that can also be applied to pretty much 90% of Republicans. Okay, the one thing before I continue with other things. This I thought was great. Funny as hell. <clears throat> I have to take a drink. 
Trump's Twitter account <laughs> accessed by a security expert. He didn't get hacked. He guessed his password. You know what it was? MAGA 2020 explanation point. <laughs> MAGA 2020 explanation point. You forgot the explanation point, Darth. <laughs> a Dutch security researcher says he accessed President Trump, so-called President Trump's explan- uh, explanation point, Twitter account last week by guessing his password, MAGA 2020 explanation point. <laughs> These people are, they suck at everything. Okay? This is the so-called president of the United States. Now, this person, I wish he wasn't so um, nice. Victor Gervis, 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 I can't, I don't know how to pronounce it. A security researcher at the GDI Foundation and chair of the Dutch Institute for Vulnerability Disclosure, which finds and reports security vulnerabilities. I can't say that. Told TechCrunch he guessed the president's account password and was successful and on the fifth attempt. (laughs) The account was not protected by two-factor authentication, granting Gervers access to the president's account. After logging in, he emailed U.S. CERT, a division of Homeland Security, Cyber Security, and Infrastructure Agency, to disclose the security lapse, which TechCrunch has seen. Gervers said that the president's Twitter password was changed shortly after. Well, too goddamn bad. Why did he do that? Why didn't he? Uh, It's such a missed opportunity. That would have been so great for 2020. Uh, 2020 has sucked in so many ways. We've had so many ups and downs. When, for example, I was up when I saw that Twitter had COVID-19. And then I went down when it didn't do its job well enough. Like and then I saw that Twitter had his security pa- his password was hacked. It wasn't hacked. Somebody guessed his password. I saw that and then I was pleased and then I was disappointed when I realized that instead of post changing the password, that's what he should have done. Oh, my God. I guess he would have got in trouble, and he probably would have lost his job. Who knows? He had to be honorable, unlike Republicans. He could have done so many amazing things with that, with that access. He could have posted I, um, a fake apology to Earth. He could have said... To all of his Trump Z's, you're in a cult. I'm not a successful businessman. You're being duped by a con man. And before I step off this, mor- his you, that's what he could have said. Before I step off this mortal coil, my brush with COVID nineteen made me realize many things about life that you can't take it with you. And my whole life has been in vain. 
for example, well, speaking of a life in vain, Rush Limbaugh is about to meet his demise, thankfully. I don't care. Oh, liberal talker says gleeful over Limbaugh. Yeah, I am. I don't, I'm not, it's not glee, it's relief. Like the world will feel when Rush Limbaugh and any other right-wing freak steps off this mortal coil. The world breathes a sigh of relief. The world is better off. How much pain, division, anger, distrust, hatred, racism, misogyny, lies, greed, selfishness, how much of all of the bullshit that we're experiencing can be attributed can be, he was an, who, it was Limbaugh, I can't talk, who aided and embedded the decline of the American Republic. That's it. So goodbye, die. Unfortunately, I don't have any hope that he's going to be like Lee Atwater and call up all the people he's harmed and beg them for forgiveness. He's not that involved. He will step off this mortal coil thinking or praising himself, as they always do. Now, I I consider, you know, we talk about Roman history a lot. And when I think about Twitler, who there's many parallels between him and, well, Caesar in a way that this is, I, I fear that if we don't get rid of him now, the next fascist will be an, will be a capable fascist, and that'll be the end of the republic, like it was in the Roman Republic. But Nero, I mean, uh, Twitler is also he's like Nero in a sense, because Nero, when Nero killed himself, he cried out, "Oh, what an artist the world is losing." I could see Twitler doing something similar. Oh, what what a great man the world is losing. He's exactly like that. A narcissist. All right, honey, I got to put you down. I mean, on the floor. Get, all right. Yeah, yeah. Get off, kid. You're bothering me. Speaking of how sh- disgusting... Twitler is in, on business about business or with business. He sucks at business. Okay. He sucks. He's a con man. So I don't want to hear this shit. Here's another thing that the that the corporate media needs to stop with the bullshit. He's not a successful businessman. He's not a businessman. He's not a billionaire. He's a con man. Okay. What? Um. Uh, we've learned many things in a couple of the, the past few days. One of those things is that... Wait, who's... Let me see something here. Okay. One of those things is that he owes a lot of money to the Chinese. Now, okay, not just... Wait, 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 hold on. I'm getting it mixed. I'm getting it cross wires. He doesn't... It's not... He doesn't owe money to the Chinese. There's a, there's a Chinese bank account. He has a Chinese bank account where the Chinese put money in this account after he got elected. I mean, it's a bribe account. He's being bribed. So I hope Joe Biden, of course he's being bribed. 
I hope Joe Biden brings this up. Another thing, he owes, how much money does he owe? $400 million? Let me see. How? Trump. It's hard to keep up with all the crimes. Donald Trump, this is from Forbes, Donald Trump has at least $1 billion in debt, more than twice the amount he suggested. So, okay, the president's liabilities are spelled out in dozens of documents published here. No aspect of Donald Trump's business has been the subject of more speculation than his debt load. Who is this? Dan Alexander wrote this. The loans are spread out over more than a dozen different assets, hotels, buildings, mansions, and golf courses. Most are listed on the financial disclosure report, Trump files with the federal government, two which added up to an estimated $447 million. Are not. Two. Two are not. It is important to note, as Trump did Thursday night, that he also has significant assets. Forbes values them at $3.66 billion, enough to make his net worth $2.5 billion. He is not broke, despite what many critics say. Some people also suggest that Deutsche Bank is the only institution willing to lend to Trump. That's not true. The president's creditors include at least six other institutions, one of which, one reason for all of the confusion, Trump's loans are not fully transparent. It's still unclear to whom he owes the est- an estimated $162 million against his skyscraper in San Francisco. Uh, it's such a tangled web of lies and and distortions my point is this writer is saying okay trump's not broke he's rich he's really rich he's but why okay if that's the case we know he's a liar and a con man and he has to pay off porn stars in installments what billionaire pays off porn stars in installments also what billionaire owes $447 $447 million? What billionaire owes that kind of money to somebody? If you're a billionaire, you don't owe money to people. What kind of shit is that? And if you're a billionaire, why won't you show us your tax returns? You don't need to... Uh, you, you, you see, here's the thing. Twitler is a liar. We know that. He isn't... He, 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 he. He paid... What did he pay? $750 in taxes? He's also the biggest single loser American taxpayer. So, I don't get it. If someone owes, you owe... What? 700, I mean, uh, $447 million? If, do you think Jeff Bezos owes $447 billion, uh, million? No. Elon Musk? Do they owe? Who do they owe? You're a billionaire. I don't know. If you're a billionaire, then won't you be the one doing the lending? I don't know. Maybe. 
Why are you paying off porn stars in installments? Why are you not showing us your tax returns? If there were something to boast about in the tax returns, you know he would show it to us. If they weren't riddled with lies. He's a fucking liar. Excuse my language. And they're all liars. So, for ex and they suck at business, okay? He sucks at business. Now, the other day, Mary Trump was on MSNBC. I, had, I grabbed the clip here because she reiterates it. Let me see. Hold on. Here we go. Is quite desperate, and uh, we should be worried about that. Hmm. Money is so important to him in his image. And incumbent presidents have a lot of advantages, and they did raise a lot of money. It is a striking, and I think at times even underreported fact, because there's so much else that's important going on, uh, that this incumbent president, obsessed with money, uh, has overseen a team, he's not the only one running the campaign, where they've blown through it 10 million on a Super Bowl ad before they had a challenger. Uh, the legal fees on the impeachment was a drain that was related to his own conduct. Uh, $39 million routed uh, in a very swampy way to the former campaign manager's own uh, lucrative companies. Uh, when you see this, given your long-standing knowledge of Donald Trump, uh, your uncle's obsession with money, but also problems holding on to it, what, what do you see here? What does it reveal? It reveals what a lot of us have known all along. He's absolutely terrible at business. Uh, he cannot manage money. But remember, he's never had to be able to. You know, he's never had to learn that particular skill because there's always been somebody to bail him out, starting uh, with, especially with my grandfather, who over the course of my grandfather's life funneled in excess of $410 million Donald's way, which Donald, of course, squandered. Uh, and then the banks were the standing line and then NBC uh, through The Apprentice. And now we know that he's in debt for an excess of $400 million to people that who have yet to be identified. So it's not surprising. It's And it's not just that they're spending money um, in wildly irresponsible ways. Uh, it's, it's the really odd choices they're making. They're spending money, too much money, but they're also spending it in places where it's not going to help them. Exactly. Um, I, I think a, a few weeks ago, they spent money in D.C. Uh, to counter a Lincoln Project ad. And, you know, D.C., <laughs> First of all, it has, I think, three electoral uh, votes. And secondly, there's nothing that could happen in the this universe that would make D.C. vote for Donald Trump. So The reason they spent that money in D.C. is because Twitler, he su sucks at business, and he's also a thin-skinned narcissist who can't let anything go unanswered. So the Lincoln Project put out an ad, which they do. They, great, they make great videos, true videos. They really hit Twitler where it hurts, and he can't handle it because he knows what a phony he is. You see, you only get triggered like that when you know you're a phony. So that's why he has to, he, he can't let anything 
uh, go unanswered. He says he's fighting back. He's only hitting back. He is, he's a, he is a narcissist. That's why he thinks that the United States, oh, it's very bad for our country. It's so bad. Everything is bad. When, when the long arm of the law is catching up to him and his crimes, he thinks he is the country. Like every other dictator, and the other uh, and the Nuremberg rally dupes, they validate him. So he sucks at business. This is why it's so. Um, it's fa- I mean, really, if I was living in another country uh, from the outside looking in, it would be fascinating. But it's frightening living among it. This is why it is. It's beyond imperative that we get rid of the filthy con man. But also, um, it is for our very survival and the survival of the grand experiment in liberal democracy that we rectify, that we shore up all of the, the fissures, the fissures of disunity, the upward immobility, the income disparity, the racial discord in this country that allowed this filthy greedy con man to seize power despite receiving fewer votes with all of his lies i want to reiterate what um let's play what mary trump said again sure a lincoln project ad and really odd choices they're making they're spending money too much wait hold on is that the Uh oh it's not working for some reason, it stopped playing. Hmm. Uh-oh. All right. I'm going to stop playing it. I'm thinking maybe something's wrong with the video. And I'm hoping it doesn't crap out or the whole show doesn't crap out. Okay. Let's just get to the ad, not the ad, the article about how Twitler sucks at business and his entire campaign is... See... Just like his charities, his fake charities, the Veterans Charity, the Kids with Cancer Charity, everything about Twitler, the Trump University, all of it, the scams, the vitamin scam. It's all a, it's all a slush fund for him. He doesn't see the difference between the campaign cash and his own chump change, his pocket change, that is there for his whatever his whims and which is why he was he committed the impeach impeachable offense of using taxpayer money to threaten a foreign leader and into announcing the investigation of joe biden and hunter Biden. if i hear hunter biden again it's I'm going to puke, too. It's so annoying, Hunter Biden. Who cares? You know what? I don't care. Nobody effing cares except the fascists. Hunter Biden is not going to be an advisor to Joe Biden. So his son has got a drug or had a drug problem? Me, too. You know who else had a drug problem and has a drug problem? Rush Limbaugh. Glenn Beck. We could go on. 
you fucking fucking fascist. I can't even talk. Jesus Christ. Oh, what oh you're supposed to. I thought that they were so compassionate. The compassionate conservatives. Oh, when you turn your life around, when you battle your addiction, then you're supposed to be denigrated for life, I suppose. Uh, 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 you're only elevated if you're in the grips of addiction, like John, I mean, uh, like Donald Trump Jr. Oh, no, you, oh, uh, you don't think? You don't think he's in the grips of, his, of addiction? Have you seen him? Here, have you seen him? What does that look like to you? Does that look like a healthy, sober human being? That's a person. Look at his eyes. Those are eyes of somebody on drugs. I'm sorry. I know a little bit something about it. Look at his face. Look at his eyes. He's a deeply troubled human being. Well, semblance of a human being. He's as human as he can get, I guess. Let's not get crazy. Let's not overdo it. That's somebody who is in the active grips of addiction. And if he had anybody in his life that actually gave a shit about him, he would be seeking treatment right now. They would say to him, you need help. You can't do any TV. You can't go on a book tour for the fake book that you hired somebody to write and we spent our campaign cash making you a best-selling author. You, everything about them is full. They are full of shit. Everything about the Twitler crime family is a lie. They're a, they're a fucking family of grifters. He's quite desperate, and uh, we should be worried about that. Hmm. Money is so important to him in his image. And well, whatever. I know I'm going to have to call that Ecamm guy again. The video is loud. Hmm. It was louder than it was. That's weird. Okay. I'm not going to play another video anyway. Whatever. We'll move on. I need to call the Ecamm guy again and do another Zoom call. That's what we did last time, and he figured out a lot of the issues and set up everything, but... It seems to have gotten all screwed up again. Yes, in 90 minutes, we'll be listening to Trump. That's right. Okay. Let me, as Mary Trump was saying, of course, that's why I wanted to play it. Trump sucks at business. He's never had to be good at business. He's never been good at business. He's not good at anything. He sucks. He hasn't been able to, um, he's never stood on his own two feet. He's not a businessman. He's a con man. Wait, hold on. Something is going on. Tara Jr. Jr. It, it is tough trying to do a show with a cat constantly hitting the keyboard, but mm, that's all I can say. I do love him, so... We put up with him. 
We should get a cat cam in here. Maybe in the corner we can get. We should have a Francis cam, a Tara Junior Junior cam, and a Ray cam. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some more patrons that way. So, all right. Here's the thing. Trump's campaign reportedly blew $1 billion on private jet rides, Trump properties, and John, Don, why do I keep saying John? Don Jr.'s shitty book. Yes. Now it can't even afford to air ads in key swing states. This is from Bess Levin from the New Yorker. And here's the thing. This is why he's doing all these Nuremberg rallies because they can't afford to play ads. The other day, Twintler, I don't know, he's so offensive too. And the he clearly hates the people who, who support him. He does. Just like Howard Stern said, he hates you. Well, they hate themselves. Oh my God, he's being cute. Not him, not Twitter. All right, all right, I got to put you down. I'm sorry. First of all, honey, go lay down. Look at this. Look at Twitter. Look at his face. Wait, where is it? No, that's the chat. Where is Safari? Look at this. Look at his face. He is not well. Look how orange he is. Whoever is putting that makeup on him, is that, that's normal? Who's doing his makeup? Does he have enough, he must have enough money to hire somebody to put that orange you, or does he do it himself? Maybe he does, because it's clearly applied like something he would do in a, in a shitty way. I mean, he sucks at everything. Of course. He said to the people of, I don't know, wherever he was, Iowa, I believe, he said, I wouldn't be here. I had to come here because, no, uh, you guys. Yeah. <sighs> Well, that's how he thinks. It's his world. We all live in it. I'm only here. I wouldn't be here. And I'm never coming back. If I lose, if he loses, he says, do I have to leave the country? Yes. You better get the F out. In fact, get out. Leave this mortal coil, please. Leave this mortal plane. Get lost. Look at him. Okay, this is how disgusting they are. I don't know if you heard this. And they gave me what's called Regeneron, which is antibodies, very strong antibodies. And there is other, Eli Lilly makes something. I mean, it's incredible. What they're doing, by the way, what they're doing now is incredible. And I don't know, maybe it was great. Maybe it, maybe it would have happened anyway. But I woke up the next morning and I felt like Superman. <laughs> I felt like Superman, regenerating. And I'm working to Disgusting. make the same antibody treatment that I received available to anybody that needs it free. Bullshit. Getting it approved. 
We're getting it. We're signing what's called emergency use declaration. What a fucking bullshit artist and these suckers. Suckers. Trump and Z's. Suckers are born every minute. Trump and Z's are living proof. It's like what he said to Leslie Stahl. Oh, we are going to have a plan in two weeks. Everything is coming in two weeks. And it's going to protect your pre-existing condition. And Obamacare is a disaster. And nobody's on Obamacare. And this is the other thing he said. And Leslie Stahl didn't correct him. That everyone's on Obamacare. Yeah, and you know... Not well, what he said was not everyone is on Obamacare. This is what he said. Some people are on private insurance. And when Joe Biden gets through with you, everyone's going to be on socialized medicine and not their private insurance. So he's making this conflation. Everyone's uh, not everyone is on Obamacare, he says, adding to the stupidity of the stupids who follow him and vote for him and cheer him because guess what stupids not you the dumb trump anzies because i know you're out there every now and then you'll pop in on my feed and you'll say mega like you laid a fart or something but everybody is on obamacare what the fuck was that oh i know what happened Ray, I have a screen by the door, and I think uh, it just—I think Ray jumped over it. All right, we'll see what happens. If the cats start hissing, I might have to get up and get get them. So we might have a kitten on the loose. Anyway, the point is, everybody is on Obamacare. That's what your pre-existing conditions protections are. Your uh, ability to keep your children on to age 26 or 27. You're, um, the, the fact that the insurance company can't kick you off when you're sick or they have to cover your prescriptions and your preventative care. All of that is in Obamacare. You effing morons. You goddamn albatrosses around our national necks. That's who you are. You're stupid. And he said to Leslie Stahl, oh, I got rid of the most unpopular part of Obamacare. It is the, the mandate, because if you weren't on the mandate, if you didn't have insurance, then you'd have to pay through the nose a penalty, which is bullshit. The penalty was minuscule, by the way. And it was to cover the, the fact that when, when people aren't insured, we already pay for their care. Because of Reagan, Ronald F. and Reagan, St. Reagan, the, the, the original fascist, that you, you're, the one that you look back on and, and you all uh, deify, even though you, we could trace the decline of this goddamn country right to his doorstep, they, he signed the bill that said that if you go to the emergency room, they cannot deny you care, even though it happens all the time still. But back in the day, that's what would happen. Before Reagan did that, people would show up at the emergency. they say, sorry, go die. Well, they still do that in different ways, though. Now we have, we'll get videos of 
hospital staff dumping people down on Skid Row, just throwing them out because they don't have insurance. They don't have money or whatever. Hey, bye. Go die. You the insurance is over. We don't. Uh, that's it. The uh, anyway. So um, this is what he was saying to Leslie Stahl, and she doesn't. You just don't have enough air and bandwidth to correct every lie that he said that he tells. The fact is, um, that's Obamacare, and. What is he talking about? We will always protect your pre I got rid of the individual mandate. The only reason we could have an indi- I mean, the pre-existing condition protection is because of the mandate and the fact that the penalty, if, if people see the whole thing is so we are all in, we're all in um, the pool, the, ba- the biggest pool, the best pool would be everybody in, nobody out. The risk pool. That we're all in it. Get rid of these disgusting rapacious insurance racketeers and make a single payer. And everybody can go to the goddamn doctor of their choice. And you get these filthy rapacious ghouls out of our sicknesses, sucking profit from our miseries. But it's... Um, the stupidity of the right wing that's goddamn so tedious. Oh, I could, we'll always protect your pre-existing condition. How are you going to do that? And so Leslie Stahl kept asking, how? What's your plan? What do you, they don't have a plan. There is only so many ways you could do something. You understand? If you want to keep the insurance racket in power, you need regulation. If you wanted to have, um, you know, the if you have to keep the insurance racket in power, you know what the plan is? It's called Obamacare. Everybody has to buy insurance. And then you can regulate the insurance racket. So they have to take you uh, unless you know regardless of your sickness you they have to cover your pre-existing condition all that shit that was on was was off the table when the racketeers weren't regulated these filthy freaks i can't i can't stand them the lies and the fact that we have to share the same air with people who are so goddamn stupid and we have to continuously, over and over, repeat ourselves and constantly check their lies. No, that's not true. No, no, no. It's like every goddamn day, you're just playing defense. That's why I have to say, um, for us as normal people, we can't take their bait, too. Another thing. Just keep moving forward without them. Stop it. Stop acting as if they're a legitimate goddamn party. They're a filthy, greed-centered death cult. That's clear. And they're dupes. Stop reporting on Twitter as if he's a legitimate president. He received fewer votes. He's not a president. He's not up to the job. That's clear. He's a liar. That's clear. He's a con man. We have a long history of that. Let's stop 
pretending that he's not lying every time he breathes. Stop giving him the platform to lie. Stop amplifying his lies. Enough is enough. God damn it. And he's a, and all, he's, all he's doing is he got into this, as Michael Cohen said, he ran for president as a branding exercise. He won. It's like the producers, Mel Brooks, the producers. Oops, he won. Despite receiving fewer votes because of this, this country is so cracked. So one of the great myths that propelled Donald Trump to the White House in 2016 was that he was a genius businessman who would use his singular negotiating skills to restore America's so-called greatness. In reality, he was a total failure. He only did well for himself playing the part of a successful businessman on TV and using multi-million dollar losses to basically never pay taxes. Of course, Trump never told supporters that their savior nearly went broke due to a series of very bad business decisions, just like his campaign hasn't tweeted about the fact that he's strapped for cash after blowing most of his money on legal fees, Trump properties, private jet rides, and his eldest son's book. Now, this is the article I was mentioning from Best Levin called The Trump Campaign Reportedly Blew $1 billion on Private Jets, Trump Properties, and Don Jr.'s Shitty Books. Of course. That's why they're in this game. This racket. On Monday, the firm Medium Buying reported Trump was canceling ads in Wisconsin, Minnesota, which Trump had hoped to flip, and Ohio, which went for Trump in 2016, but now appears to be in a tight contest. It's a reversal for May. When Biden's campaign was strapped for cash and former campaign manager Brad Parscale ominously compared the Trump campaign to a Death Star that was about to start pressing fire for the first time. Trump is now in a position that's virtually unthinkable for an un- incumbent president, says Travis Rideout, co-director of the Wesleyan Media Project, which tracks advertising spending. Advertising obviously isn't everything, but we do think ads matter for a couple of percentage points in a presidential race, and it's just not a good sign for the Trump campaign. Where the campaign has dropped major money on advertising, it might as well have put the cash through an industrial shredder for all the impact it made. In January, Trump spent $10 million on a Super Bowl ad when he didn't even have a Democratic challenger. In a, well, that's all about him jerking himself off like Rudy Giuliani in uh, Sasha Barra Cohen sting. So that's all that that's about. Look at me. Me, 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 me. He didn't even have a Democratic channel in a pointless pissing contest with Mike Bloomberg. Exactly. Last fall, he dropped 250000 on an ad that ran during Game 7 of the World Series after the booing against him reached almost 100 decibels during Game 5. Well, you see, little tiny King Baby couldn't stand it. That whole thing sent us all and the media that that treats Trump like a rabid guy. They, they act like a rabid dog on a chicken wing when it comes to Trump. They follow him everywhere. 
and it doesn't matter. It's how good or bad, like Les Moonves says, it's he may not be good for America, but he's great for CBS. When he was booed at the World Series, he, him and all of us had to be dragged through different sporting venues. Remember that? Until he finally, they went to Alabama or something. So Trump can get the praise and the claps that he needed because he went to he was booed in dc and then he went to i I can't remember whatever somewhere else he was booed and then he uh, uh, i think he went to like four different stadiums they finally found the uh yokels who will cheer him oh so unfair so so unfair just like leslie saw so unfair to ask questions so unfair to boo our dim leader, dumb Fuhrer. The campaign also sunk 1.6 million into TV ads in the Washington in the Washington D.C. media market, where he received a humiliating four percent of the vote in 2016, and has no chance of winning in 2020. So Trump could gaze adoringly at himself during Fox News commercial breaks. That's it. You understand? So he's watching the TV in the Washington, D.C. media market. That's the end of the story. So he could look at his ads on Fox News. Everybody gets different ads in different markets. You understand that? So he told his campaign to waste $1.6 million so he can jerk off to himself on Fox News. It is pathetic. And you think he does that with the campaign cash? He's been doing that his whole life because he has no effing concept of money. He has no appreciation of money. He doesn't understand money. So you only treat money like that when it's not earned. It's mad money. It's all mad money to him because he never earned a goddamn dime. Everything's been handed to him, just like his daddy handed him money, his de- his trust fund that he bankrupted six times over. Six times. Bankrupt. That's uh that's really you really got to work hard to be that big of a loser. You don't have to if uh if you had money, as uh, the as they reported, all he had to do was take his money and put it in a money market, an S&P 500 money market fund, and he would have come out way, way ahead. Not his shitty games, the scams that he runs. So, of course, he's going to use our tax dollars. He don't give a shit. He's going to use our tax dollars any way he sees fit. Would somebody who's a billionaire, who has respect for this country, let's say, bullshit, please, would they they force the National Guard to fly out of their way to land at airports near his shitty tacky hotels in Scotland where the 
the the people who are wearing the uniform, unlike Twitler, you know, the losers and the suckers have to drive an extra 50 miles to get to the base. Because that's what you want to do on a long flight when you just want to go and relax and chill out for a minute. You want to, after you land, drive another 50 miles to your destination as opposed to landing in a base with an airport right, you know, right next to the base. And then they give you a per diem where you're supposed to be able to buy your, your, your food. And the per diem that you're allowed in the National Guard doesn't cover the basic meals at the Trump properties. So then the service members have to dip into their own pockets because that's what it's about. You know, the suckers and losers, they got to use their own money the, to, to pay for their meals, which are supposed to be covered. They don't give a shit. Just like those human beings are nothing but toys to be played with. They're nothing but hosts from which to suck profit. That's it. You're not a human. You're not a life you're not just like you're not if you're if you have a sickness you're not someone who wants to live that is something to suck profit are you desperate enough to pay how much money you got jack it's all about the money for these fucking uh jesus lovers right they they love jesus they love life But it's all about money. I don't know. I wish they would listen to the words of this supposed savior that they supposedly worship. Look to your savior for some kind of inspiration and advice. I wish. They make a mockery. They wipe their ass. They would, you know, oh my God, do you know? If Jesus came back, they'd crucify him again. He was crucified by the conservatives, by the way. He was, that's who crucified him. He was a progressive who came to tell them, hey, I'm here to change. You know, the Old Testament says this. Well, I say this. The Old Testament says an eye for an eye. I say, turn the other cheek. That sounds, he's a progressive. That's a progressive. The conservatives couldn't handle it as the conservatives throughout time immemorial that's how they behave when someone challenges the status quo you gotta go please isn't it ironic well typical it's not ironic it's typical so let's see where is it? Where is it? Naturally, money also went towards legal fees, 38 million, excuse me, merchandise, 35 million, and relocating the Republican National Convention after a fight with North Carolina's governor over coronavirus safety measures. And obviously, donors must have known six figures worth of their contributions would be put towards the first son's crack at literature. Nearly $100,000 was spent on copies of Twitler Jr.'s book, Triggered, which helped propel it to the, not, to, to the top of the New York Times bestseller list. This is what they do. 
We know that. They're grifters. Everything about them is a scam. Donald Trump Jr. didn't sit there writing a book. He's a liar. He hired somebody to write a book. And he put his name on it. Absolutely. And then Daddy used campaign contributions to buy the book and put it on the New York Times bestseller list. Everything is a scam. Everything. Like Twitler's Nobel Peace Prize nomination. He's whining, constantly whining about wanting this Nobel Peace Prize nomination. Nobody gives a shit. A Nobel, a, a, a nomination is not the Nobel Peace Prize, you effing bunch of dotards. You tedious, little tedious dupes. And all they had to do, this is what always gets me about right-wingers, is if you, you want to be in the club of humanity, they always act like, Oh, they don't, uh, we're just elitists or, but they're, they pine so, uh, so whiningly. Well, no bell, no bell, no bell, them chanting. I thought uh, it's a bunch of elitist liberals. They want so desperately to be part of modern society. Well, be that way. Be it. Nobody's stopping you but you. Be a decent person. Be somebody who knows how to live and let live and get your filthy beliefs out of my government, out of our secular government. Because the founders didn't fight a revolution against a government that was entrenched with a religious authority for thousands of years, an intergenerational aristocracy and religious authority that kept each other in the catbird seat of power. The founders didn't fight a revolution against that to create it here. They fought a revolution against that and to overthrow it. That's why they put up the separation of church and state, because they knew how dangerous it is to have an Amy Coney Barrett sticking her filthy zealot views into our private lives. So keep your praying. Go, go pray to your sky spook in the closet like he told you to. Jesus. Right, right, Jesus. Meanwhile, 310 million can't be accounted for because it went through limited liability firms, which is precisely the amount of sketchy one should expect from Team Trump. And while campaign manager Bill Stepien insisted that money is not an issue, donors seem to be growing suspicious about whether their money is in good hands. What do you think? Oh, my God. What is this? Donald Trump Jr. posts sad video from bed complaining that nobody likes him? Oh, no. I was wrong. It's from Vanity Fair. I think I said The New Yorker. Oh, poor, poor Donald Trump Jr. This is another example. If nobody likes you, look at yourself. If you want people to like you, stop being you.
Stop being an ugly person on the inside. Get the help you need. Stop killing beautiful animals. Stop being a, a whiny little bitch. Complaining a, 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 a treasonous traitor tot, Junior. You want people to like you? Stop being like your father. And no, ma- no matter, no amount of drugs, I'm telling you, they're not going to fix you. They're not going to save you from yourself. Oh, my God, help me. Where is everybody? Let me see. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. Uh, And, of course, YouTube, before I went on the air, changed something else again. Everything is gone. I don't see where to put the, the thumbnail picture. Yes, so... Well, we know what the tactic is going to be for tonight. Twitler is going to, he's going to come out and whine that everything's rigged. Mark my words. I One more thing I wanted to tell you guys, I see it's getting close to that time, is I had an interesting experience on Twitter. Not that you can say that every day, huh? Um... Here's the thing. Okay. You know how Republicans are incapable of functioning in the type of free democratic society they can only pretend to love? Well, I had an, I had an encounter with one of them. <laughs> it was kind of interesting. Okay, I'll show you. So I was on Twitter the other day. Let me show you. Right here. If I can show it. I just gotta. Okay. So Joe Biden tweeted this out. I believe there is not a single thing we cannot accomplish as a country if we do it together. Okay. And you could see this is the RDT Daily Twitter feed. And you can say that you are unable to view this tweet because this account owner limit. So I. All right. Here's what happened. So I tweeted. Um. Okay, one of these right wing freaks responded to Joe Biden on the and I'm just trying to find the screen grabs because I had to take screen grabs because this guy, he ended up blocking me. But it's an interesting story. Hold on. I swear to God, I swear we'll get there in a minute. I had it already, but okay, you know how it is. You know that this is Tower Buster. You get it. So I appreciate it. All right. All right. So there's his name is Dr. at Dr. D. Hennen, H E N N E N. And he is running for the Iowa um, Senate or something. Oh my God. So he started attacking me on Twitter, which I always find great. So he blocked me. Oh, man. You know what I should do? I should log out. I should use my my Firefox so I can see the tweets. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I have them screen grabbed. So I... It's just fascinating how these freaks 
All right. Where the fuck is it? Sorry. So he tweeted back this. So from Joe Biden tweets, I believe there is not a single thing we cannot accomplish as a country if we do it together. And. Okay. I took these screen grab. So I wrote, so this guy writes the famous words of Hunter Biden to Sleepy Joe until he forgot where he left his laptop. How's the election fraud in Houston? Do you see what a stupid um, propagandist this person is? Dwayne Hennon? So I tweet, I, you know, here's the thing. What I'm saying about we shouldn't always be on defense. Yeah, he fucking blocks me. It's because, so instead of responding directly, I just wrote, Putin sure did find some willing and eager accomplices with the American fascist GOP death cult, Trump cult. So this person writes back, Dwayne Hennon, DD, Sorry, you just stumbled on your low IQ. Hillary worked with Russia along with your boy, Joe. And then... It's just insane that this is a guy... He is... He ran to represent... Where the fuck is it? He lost, he represents Ohio's 13th district. This is somebody who is in the leadership of the Republican Party. Somebody who ran for the House of Representatives. He's, he's involved with the Republican Party in Ohio. And he's tweeting at me, you, um, you stepped on your IQ, your IQ. Now I understand why you're a washed-up comedian. And so I wrote back, oh, well, I tried to... T- well, first he, he, I said, he said Hillary and Russia and Joe Biden, they're all supposedly involved with Russia, except you know, know, the only people who know it are the right-wingers, you see? It's not that Twitler who is openly out in front of the whole world supplicating himself to Putin how he's making moves every move he makes emboldens Putin it's not that he's meeting in secret with Putin and firing people that get in the way of him and Putin and who who's confiscating transcripts from his secret meetings with Putin all of these very treasonous and nefarious in the least, treasonous in the worst behaviors. Someone who is openly on Twitter saying, will Putin be my best friend? So they don't see that. It's, uh, that. They don't see that. They see Hillary. Hillary and Putin? Really? So I wrote, well, I tried to tell him, but as I first said, Dr. D, he's a doctor? D. Hennon, like his con man, Dumb Fuhrer, 
is a traitor spewing Kremlin lies. Liberals created America while cons were pining to be, uh, pining for the king's trickle, and we'll have to save it from the traitors again. And then he wrote, now I understand why you're a washed-up comedian. And then he blocked me. So I went on uh, RDT Daily, and I was like, of course, this Putin puppy drops this infantile insult and then cuts and runs like a coward. That's who they are. Now I understand why you're a washed-up comedian. This is what they have done to this country. You understand? They are... They're, I'm showing you this exchange because it proves me right. Yet again, Republicans have zero ability. Their, their reach is well beyond their grasp. Or, it, no, it's, well, how do you say that? Their reach exceeds their grasp? Well, they, they're incapable. They are. It's like a child. They are emotionally incapable of functioning in a free democratic society. And they prove me right every time. Now, this is somebody that ran for the House of Representatives in the Republican Party. Now I understand why you're a washed-up comedian. I'm washed up. And you lost in Ohio. I mean, it doesn't, it's not even worth responding to. It doesn't matter because who cares what this person thinks. In fact, it's good when Republicans try to insult me, it means I'm doing it correctly. But this is what we're up against. People who have absolutely, not only do they have no business being in uh in in power they don't have the ability it's weird really that's why when the guy wrote when he tweeted at me i was like oh you're you tripped over your iq really not because i didn't see that it's putin and hunter and Joe, that's the real conspiracy. And uh, everyone is, uh, Trump is just trying to stop this international pedophile ring. Why didn't you, uh, Why? where were you? Why didn't you tell us? Uh, well, I guess you tried to tell us, but we weren't listening. You could only do it on QAnon, on the 4chan channel. It's amazing. So my only, po- my, I figured, hey, my day is done. I got blocked by Don. Who is this person anyway? Doctor D. Hennen. But it's uh, typical of Republicans, just how they uh, cowards, you know, tedious babies, children who've reduced public discourse. They're so easily led, and then they reduce public discourse to a schoolyard bully's taunt. This is a grown man. Okay? But look at the standard bearer. Look. This is him. Look how old he is. That's not a child. That's an old fucking guy. That's a... He's probably 
I'm probably older than him. Who knows? He looks like shit, though. It's fascinating. And guess what? Not, regardless of how emotionally stunted he is, I'm sure he got a lot of votes. He might have even been the representative from Ohio. Now I understand why you're a washed-up comedian. Like, this is where we're supposed to... This is the how we're supposed to uh, have a country with these people, right? We're supposed to pretend that these freaks, these right-wing fascist freaks, are capable and have any interest in a functioning society with that they they can't even have a functioning conversation with anybody you get it they have so effectively broken everything that they have that they touch and yeah i'm done with them i'm really done i'm done playing games i'm done with pretending that they're capable we have to face facts. It's like be it's like a recovering from any disease or recovering from an addiction. You have to recognize that what's broken, what's working, what's not working, what reality is. What is your reality? This is unmanageable. They're not capable. How many times are we going to try? They don't have an interest. How can you have any kind of um, e pluribus unum with a freak, with a bunch of freaks who don't give a shit about the rules or, or laws or your decency, dignity, or democracy? They don't care. They're not in government to make uh, a more perfect union. They're in government to... I mean, I don't know what this guy's damage is. Oh, he said he's a Christian. Oh, before I was blind, it was he was a Christian. They're in government to what? Oh, the other thing he said. Oh, this is the best. I'm sorry, I forgot. He wrote, um, "If if I worship Trump and you attack Trump." Does that mean you're attacking my religion? He actually wrote this. And I said, I guess that passes for clever at the Klan rally. I have no idea what that means. So what they're saying is that is you worship Trump? What the hell? Well, you kind of look it, but worship Trump. Okay. Worship, I'm only, I'm repeating it so we can all let it sink in. Worship Trump. Worship Trump. What? The tax cheat, the draft dodger. The freak. Oh, they're a bunch of Christians, right? I don't feel good about turning down money. Because my whole life I've been greedy, greedy, greedy. I've grabbed all the money I could get. I'm so greedy. My God. My effing God. 
All right. Oh, thank you, Martin, for your super chat. We have so much more work to do. So much more shit that we have to do. Jesus, God, and Mary and Joseph, help us. And it's going to be an interesting night. Let me see. Crazy. Crazy. We live in interesting times, but that's not a good thing. Yes. <laughs> I'm reading you guys, um, your chats. I mean, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, they all have weird sexual hang-ups. That's right. Clever at the Klan rally is a low bar. It's true, though. That's who they are. And it, I, the best example, and I shared this with you guys before, how they're incapable of functioning in a free democratic society, is how one of the people on my on Facebook, they were on the RDT Daily Facebook page. One of these right-wingers was in there trolling people or whatever. We blocked them. But he, I, sh I think I shared this when he said the guy's name was, I told you, S.P. Smith or whatever, the, the normal person. And the, the troll was like, what's S.P. stand for? Small penis? <laughs> really? What's S.P. stand for? Small penis? <laughs> and what? That's what I keep thinking of that. It, it, there's many ex reasons why, many examples every time I encounter one of these emotionally stunted freaks. It's like... That's what they are. You understand? They're not, they're not fit. They don't act normal. If children acted like that, we would correct them. But they get to act like that because they're Republicans. They're adult Republicans. So children have, are, have more um, decency, have more ability to function in a free democratic society, but Republican adults don't. What's that? What's your name, SP? What does that stand for? Small penis? <laughs> wow. Well, and this is why people are like, Oh, I don't know. I'm on the fence. Excuse me. I'm on the fence. I haven't seen enough. I just don't know who I'm going to vote for. And I know Ron Placone said, I'm not going to vote shame people. I, I love Ron, but I have to disagree. <laughs> vote? We have to get rid of these freaks. First, then we then we deal with what we have. Then we'll deal with the DLC Democrats. 
You understand? We're in big trouble. We're getting it because it's so new. It's not even really approved. It's almost like right to try. You know, I got right to try, right? For people that are sick. And they'd have to travel to other parts of the world, or if they didn't have money, they'd have to go home and die. Even if we had something that looked good, but it wasn't approved by the FDA, we cut those times way down anyway from, I mean, half. We cut them in half. But still, has to be approved. And we got right to try done, and that's where somebody, there's a drug that has potential, and somebody's dying, terminally ill. And they couldn't do it because they said, well, supposing they die, they're going to die anyway. Shut up! Stop lying! Holy God. And we got, but still not easy because the insurance companies had very deep. Oh, God. All right, we got to go. But the last thing, one last thing. I got to fix this fucking uh, ECAM. But so I was watching the Democrats do their, um, their press conference while the filthy fascist Republicans were ramming through Amy Coney Barrett's nomination, despite not having a quorum. Okay. So they don't have any rules anymore. No more rules. They have emotionally stunted, crippled, uh, not uh, emotionally crippled toddlers running through the halls of power and flying all over the internet, posting, uh, shit that would get your uh, young son or daughter, uh, into a timeout, but whatever. Uh, the Democrats had a press conference while the Republicans were up to their Republican dirty tricks, and I watched it. I don't know if you guys watched it, but let, let me show you. The president has said he needs Judge Barrett on the bench when he raises his baseless, outrageous. Hey, no room. Finally admitted at the third hospital. She passed. Um, I'm not going to play the whole thing, obviously. But what was so annoying, I watched the whole thing. But there were clearly some protests going on. There were some normal people there I could hear. And I could hear this guy throughout the whole thing. The thing went on for 45 minutes. This guy screaming over and over, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Well, you know what side he's on. He's on the unhinged side. The blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Jesus saves all throughout the whole thing. It was like, shut the F up. But this is why we need a separation of church and state. Because of that unhinged asshole, the blood of Jesus. Jesus saves, does he? So, oh, so what they mean is, you know, the poor babies, supposedly. We're killing babies. So I, someone, I saw some right winger who's um, posted a, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's last statement was, my fervent wish is that we won't fill my Supreme Court vacancy until after a new president is chosen. And uh, someone posted, some right-winger posted, my fer- a, a picture of a fetus, and it said, my fervent wish is to be born 
Shut your filthy freaking mouth. If that's your case, then why are you a Republican? Because I hate to say it again, we keep say we have to though. The d abortion, if you don't like abortions, then vote Democratic because abortion rates go down under Democratic policies. And I wish the goddamn Democrats would, would goddamn repeat that over and over and over like the filthy fascists do. Twitler keeps saying, we've got a great economy, got a great economy. Everything he repeats, it's a lie. Until everybody says, like, do we have a great economy? I know, when you have millions unemployed, is this great? You're on a food bank line. Do is this a great economy? Oh, God. So, so, how far is it from somebody screaming for 45 minutes the blood of Jesus to doing something truly offensive and possibly dangerous? Some man, of course. These people. You don't like abortion, man? Who does? You know what else I don't like? I don't like dead women either. I don't like dead toddlers, dead adolescents. I don't like uh, dead old people or middle-aged people or uh, young adults. I don't like the dead that's why I'm a Democrat, a normal person, a progressive, someone who understands that we're in this together, that we don't leave anybody behind. And we create a society where people yeah, want to wanna raise children, want to bring pregnancies to term. Don't, and also, we don't even know what goes on in someone's life. So there, it's but it's not our business. Oh God! Take your blood of Jesus into the closet, like he told you. All right, it's time to go and get ready for the debate, my friends. And you guys, you're right, Martin on the chat. Our economic system kills thousands of people every day. As it, yes, it does. And we have the numbers. I wish, I got to call these Democrats. I wish you would too. Everybody call them and say, what the hell? When they start talking about they're pro-life, they're not pro-life, they're pro-birth. Who does your PR, Democrats? Stop apologizing. They're not pro-life, they're pro-birth. You're pro-life. In fact, but you're also pro-privacy. And you don't think that you know better to stick your face into somebody's doctor's office and make their decisions. But you want to create a society that has less abortions. So that's why we promote living wages, universal health care, retirement security, education, you know, everybody in, nobody out, because that lowers the numbers of abortions, including, on top of that, reality-based family planning and sexual sex edu education. Why can't I talk? I don't know. 
all of that reduces the numbers of abortion. I mean, that is the fact. But without killing women, without having to be the people who, um, like that woman, yeah, there's a famous photo of a woman, she became um, the, a rallying cry in the, in the first, well, in the women's movement for uh, privacy where she died in a hotel room, a botched abortion. This was a common occurrence. Millions of, of women died. As if I have the statistic correctly, every year, which is kind of uh, shocking, frankly, but let me look that up. Just, well, let's see. How many... Women died from botched every year before Roe. The past will be prologue with an administration. Let me see. Let me see. Mm-mm-mm. Let's see. Before, blah, 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 more than six in ten Americans at some point in the future will likely have experienced at least one unintended pregnancy. Through a long. There's a lot of stats in here. Let me see. The proportion of abortions obtained, blah, 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 blah. Eh, we'll have to find out. But I I think I'm correct with saying that. It does, uh, the reason I'm looking it up is because it seems so, it just seems so hard to believe. Hmm, abortion before and after. Let me see. Illegal procedures plummeted around 130,000. Hmm. An 1976 article scholarly article the Centers for Disease Control examined national abortion data from three years surrounding the rulings and estimated that the number of illegal procedures in the country plummeted from around 130,000 to 17,000 yes yeah, so I'm sure it's not a million I gotta get that stat right maybe I meant to say 100,000 it had to be I don't know I could be wrong I have to look this up but we'll do it another time because we only have 15 minutes to get our popcorn. All right, guys, guys, guys. If you have that stat, send it to me. So I know you guys are my producers. Or join us on the Discord page. I want to th Oh, thank you, Shannon, for your super chat. 
And I want to thank everybody for your super chat. It's starting with JD right out of the gate and Deborah and Shannon and Lori. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Haiku. Thank you, Errol. Thank you, Martin. And thank you again, Shannon, for everything. You guys are great. Yes. And Martin says Democrats are pro-life. Real life. Absolutely. We'll see tomorrow. Hopefully we can have another show. In the meantime, remember what I say. Why not? We know it. We're the real patriots. We are on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. And we will win. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much. And I will see you very soon.